choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. What up, what up, what up? It's Kels. I know I told y'all that I wasn't going to do an episode, but... Um, I got a little window here where I'm feeling alright. I didn't want to go two weeks and I do have some stuff to discuss. So, I'm going to give y'all an episode. Don't know how long it's going to be. Um, this is Thanks for Asking Kells Radio, episode 139. I am Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. Um, I'm suffering from a little bit of bronchitis or a lot of bronchitis, so that's why I sound crazy. Um... This shit is killing me. Like, I don't know why. It started out a couple weeks ago um, as a cold. And then, you know, I went through the regular cold. I, I, I have, I suffer from, like, all kind of, like, respiratory. I, I got allergies, and I get, every time, you know, sinitis and bronchitis and upper respiratory infections, like, all my life I've just always had that issue. And so that's why I try, like, really hard to not catch colds because people with bronchitis know, like, nine out of ten times when you get a cold, you, you get bronchitis on the back end. And bronchitis is caused by a virus. So you really just, I mean, you can go to the doctor, but you really just kind of got to cough it out. And sometimes it can be three or four weeks. And that shit is just awful. So I'm really trying that. So I got the cold. And, um, you know, I had the cold. And I did, took my NyQuil and all that. And it was going away. And it was clearing. By last, like, Tuesday and Wednesday, it was clearing out. And, I, you know, I was doing all right. And then I had to go to Philly for the funeral. And I don't know if that was it. Like, I was on the train. I don't know if it was just, but this new thing has just settled in and it's just been killing me and so I did the doctor today and he said that you know he he subscribed me the the antibiotics and all that which thank god because I was like dog you gotta you I gotta stop this coughing and I'm just coughing up all kind of just phlegm and just all kind of stuff I can't do it so he gave me that but he was like yo you need to go to your doctor to get checked out to make sure you don't have pneumonia has a settlement to pneumonia i had pneumonia before when i was in high school i had walking pneumonia or near near pneumonia sorry near pneumonia same kind of thing so i am gonna go but he seemed to think i have this flu that's killing everybody he was like oh it could be it might be the flu the symptoms and i don't think so because i've had flu before i didn't when i had the, i think it was just a cold that's turned into bronchitis i ain't have the fever i didn't have the chills and all of that like i if, if that if that cold i had was a flu it can't be the same flu that's killing everybody because that shit was just a regular ass head cold, you know. Um, I had a stuffy nose. I wasn't even really that stuffy, to be honest. I just had some sneeze and some snot, you know what I mean? Like, there's it, it, no way that I don't, I don't think that was flu. Um, yeah, so bear with me. I don't know how long this is going to be, but I wanted to get an episode up. So let's start. Um, my yours at Negritude is going out to the city of Philadelphia. So. I told y'all last week the parade and the funeral was on the same day. I did not make the parade in person, but we did stream the parade. It was at the same time, so we had the service, which actually was before the parade. I thought the parade started at 1030. parade actually started at 11. Service started at 10. So we had the service, and man, you fucking blacks. Now, I didn't used to go to church with my grandma when I was little, but I stopped doing that shit around, like, maybe when I turned, like, 9 or 10. But, yo, y'all choreographed these goddamn funerals like a goddamn Beyonce routine. Like, it was all these, all this shit. So, we pull up in the hearse, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going all over the place. Let me go back to my years in extra city of Philadelphia. The day of the parade. Shout out to us. The city was you. The parade was great. The city. Everybody was just happy. Everybody was down there like it was Mardi Gras. The, the Eagles came through. And I don't know. For those of y'all who don't know Philadelphia, the parade that once again, like I said before, we the only NFC East team who plays in our city. Our stadium is in our city. So the parade starts from the stadium and goes up Broad Street to um, the art museum, which is a nice little trek. And the good thing about it is when you go up Broad Street, Broad Street is our main northwest artery, and you're going through neighborhoods. So it ain't like no, you know, these other places where, you know, you, uh, you the downtown where everybody got to get on their train and y'all just in this neutral area. No, the parade is going up Broad Street through South Philly up to the art museum, which that area over there is, um, what do they call it? Penn's uh, Northern? I don't know what that is. I call it the art museum, but it's got an official name over there. Some of y'all know. Over to there. You're going through the neighborhood. So you got people coming out of their houses on their roofs. Handing out beers to people, to the players. The players just getting off, posing. It was great, man. It was a long time coming. We deserved it. And shout out to Philly. Like, we was real united that day. The city was happy. Everybody had the Eagles gear on. Even when I was going down, I went down on the train. When I was going, when I got to Penn Station, every Eagles fan in New York was in Penn Station. Somebody had on a hat. One girl had a flag. We was all in there giving each other the nod. Like, yo, we took the train over. When we got on the train, in New York, it was all green. It was a green train. All we got off at Philly. Everybody in 30th Street Station had the gear on. We all knew we was going. It was real dope. It was it was great. I'm glad I finally got to see it. Shout out to the Eagles. Yo, let's go get another one. It was great. So shout out to the city of Philadelphia. All right. So moving on to current events. Back to the funeral. This choreographed fucking event that we had. So my grandmother, bless her heart. Planned out her funeral. She ain't, we wasn't no hassle. She had wrote a will. She had her service. Everything she wanted. She was in Atlanta. So all my uncle had to do was, you know, get her body back to Philadelphia, which she had arranged for. She, she had all her life, you know, how old black people is. Bury me next to my husband. I don't want to go. You know, she always, we, so we knew what she wanted to do. But she actually wrote it out. And she's actually buried in the same cemetery with my mom and with my dad's first wife, who I consider, like, my stepmom. So, um... That's where she, that's where she, it's a real nice, it's out, it's way out in Westchester, it's real nice. So, on the way, so we go to this funeral, it's choreographed, we pull up in the hearse, and so it's me, because my cousin drove in from Maryland that day. Only reason I didn't get on the train that day, because I just knew it was going to be hassle, I was like, I don't know what this parade is going to look like, was I just went the night before, let me just stay one night, and I just jet out the next day. So I came in the night before, and we had to stay in my grandma's house. My grandma ain't been in that house in five years because she'd been down in Atlanta, so it was rough. Like, the water, we had to turn the water on. It's all moldy. It was rough. Whatever. One night um, ain't going to kill me. So, um, so in the hearse pulls up to her house. So it was me, my uncle, his wife, and my new, and I, I was saying half-cousin, but I realized it's just my cousin because... Niggas on Twitter drag me. Whatever. I don't know these Negro relation charts y'all be going through. Because it's my, it's my cousin who I grew up with all my life's half-sister. So I was like, oh, it's my half-cousin. But actually, no. It's just my cousin because it's through my uncle. So it's just all through my cousin, right? But um, I didn't grow up with her. Um, I don't know. I, I just met her for this funeral. I'm not sure when my cousin met her, but... When we were little, uh, when I was, when we, I, I remember learning of her, um, like, a few years back. I didn't know of her when I was little. Um, I only grew up with my one cousin. So, um, we get in, so it's her and her husband and me. We get in a, in a um, what is it, the limo, 
and we go down to my grandmother's church. She, she had the service at her church in Philly where she went for like all her life. And um, we get there, and so we pull up, and we and it's freezing cold this day. The dad parade was freezing cold. So we're sitting outside, he pulls up, and he don't tell us nothing. He's just like, wait here, please. It's all choreographed. I'm telling you, this shit was like a Michael Jackson routine. It was choreographed. So he tells us, wait here. So we're sitting. So, you know, me not being a normal church goer, me not being a, the, the attender of many funerals, and just not knowing. I don't know this church. Y'all black nigga shit with that church shit. I don't know. So I'm sitting there quiet. I was like, well, let me not say nothing. Let me just wait. But I'm thinking in my head. Well, how long we got to sit here? Like, when we going to get out this fucking limo? Like, we just sitting outside the church. And there's people walking by. And I'm like, all right, what, what's, when we going to get out? So then my cousin was like, well, can we get out the car? So I was like, oh, okay, it ain't just me. Cool. Because I was like, what the fuck is going on? So he finally came over. And then my, my, my uncle's cousin was standing outside the car. We got our family's crazy. So my uncle's cousin was standing outside the car waiting. Because that's my grandmother was. So my grandmother was their aunt. My dad and my uncle, my dad and my uncle's mom is their cousin's aunt. And they was like, she's like their favorite aunt. They live in Baltimore, though. So everybody's standing outside. So we finally get out the joint, and then the guy like, okay, wait again. So now we get out, man. we just on the sidewalk waiting again. It's freezing cold. Like, oh, God, right? And I'm sick. I still got this cold, right? I'm like, all right. So because we got to go in two by two. I don't know why we do. But I didn't have no two because my uncle had his wife. My cousin had a husband, me and my cousin, but my cousin had his daughters. It was just me and my, so, I mean, I guess me and my cousin could have did two by two, but he had his daughters, so I did one, and he had his kids, and then everybody else was two by two, so we had to go in two by two, so we go in, they playing this music, everybody stood up like a wedding, I don't know, I ain't never been, I've been to funerals, but not like this before, whatever, so we go in, so then, on the program, it said, well, I mean, when my cousin sent me the, the um, information, he was like, there's going to be a viewing prior. I was like, all right, I'm not going to make the viewing. I'll make the, I don't, caveat, I don't like funerals. I don't like them. I just, I, I don't like them. I, I, I just, when the person is gone, I say, I make my peace. I cry, whatever I'm going to do. And I hear from, I hate going to funerals. I just don't like it because I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I just always thought when a person dies, they soul leave their body and they're gone. That's it. That's just a corpse up there. And what are we doing here? You know what I mean? So I just don't like them. But I know sometimes you got to go. So we go. So the viewing. So I come in. I ain't, I listen. I didn't know nothing was going on. So my grandmother's coffin is at the front. Nice coffin. It was silver. Like the joint they put Whitney in. It was real nice. She picked that out too. She had her best. She looked nice. Her outfit. She had her best outfit on every day. My grandma was 96. She was very old. So um, she's in the coffin. So we go up. And then we walking up, and so the guy's like, wait here. They just telling us to do stuff, but they not telling us why. So I'm like, well, I, everybody else just must know what the protocol is, and I just must be the only one because I'm, I'm a heathen. I don't go to church. So I'm just, like, following directions. Okay, whatever. I really just never knew what was going on at, at any time, right? So we get up to the pew. We get to the front pew. He's like, wait. So he, lets, he tells Uncle Leonard and his wife to go. So they go, and, you know, they stand or whatever. I don't like touching dead bodies because, again, once you die, your spirit is gone, and that is just a corpse, and they don't feel natural, they feel hard, they cold. That's not my grandma. My grandmother is gone on to wherever she at. I don't like it. The only body I have ever even touched was my father, and that's because that was my father, and I just put my hand, he, he, you know how they crawl, well, the Muslims, when they bury you, they bury you a certain way, sort of to how, 
how Egyptians are, like when they dig up the sarcophagus, you know how they had their hands crossed and stuff, that's kind of, it's not exactly like that, but it's sort of like that, they have to put your arms a certain way, so I touched his hands, and I immediately did not like it, actually no, that's not correct, I didn't touch his hand, I touched his forehead, I put my hand on his forehead, cause, and I didn't like it, because he was cold, because Muslim bear is a little different, so they had him on ice. They had to keep him on ice because they don't do the embalming. They don't. They, they a Muslim burial is just like a Jewish burial. They don't do the embalming. They don't do any of that. So they have to keep the body on ice because they don't take the organs out. So you know, they you got to keep it. So he was cold because he had been in ice, and they just wrapped him in the sheet. So I put my hand on his forehead, and I immediately regretted it because it was cold. It was hard. The, the flesh don't feel the same. I don't like it. Period. But it was my daddy, so I did touch him. Never, only body ever touched. I go up to the cough, so it's my turn. He like, come on. So I go up, and I don't know what we spoke. Like, I never know at funerals when people be looking over the coffin. You know, oh, he looked nice, the body nice. Okay, I, I just not my thing. So I stand there. She didn't really look like herself because, you know, when she's alive, she old, and she would take her teeth out, so her face, her cheek was being a little sunken. I mean, you know how old people look. So when they got her with all them bomb and everything, now her face is back out puffy, like, her face ain't been that full in like maybe 10, 15 years. So she didn't look like herself to me. But she looked good. She didn't look bad. Had her hair done and everything. But I didn't touch her. I went up to the coffin. And I mean, I was just standing there. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I was at, she was 96. Everybody, she died at old age. Everybody's like, you get an all time. No, she was 96. Listen, my grandmother lived a long, long life. My grandmother, first of all, we had to fucking pry the car keys out of her hand because she didn't want to stop driving. We had to do it because after the fifth time, she rolled her car, rolled it, rolled it in accidents and told her. This woman went through five cars from, like, time she was, like, 60-something when we finally stopped. She just, she always been a horrible driver. She'd get in accidents. She'd have had five accidents, walked away from all of them. Then, when I was still in L.A. a few years back, she was trying to go in her basement and who knows what, pull up a can of soda, why, I don't know. Fell down her stairs, broke every bone in her body except her skull, had to go into surgery. My dad calls me, I'm in LA, he's like, yo, grandmom is in bad shape, she ain't gonna make it. At this time, she was like 83, 84. They was gonna put her in surgery to fix all these bones, but like, we was like, well, she ain't gonna wake up from that shit, she 83. You know, she woke up from that shit. It was fine, like, you know what I mean, she had her ribs and shit, was fine. Then she got cancer after that. And I was like, okay, well, she was about 86 when she got there. I was like, all right, well, you know, that's going to be that. Nope, 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 survived that too. She, matter of fact, she got the cancer right before my dad got the leukemia. And they was overlapping, so they used to go to chemo together. I was like, oh, she survived that too. So when she finally died at 96 peacefully in her sleep, I was like, hey, lady, you beat the odds. So I was fine with it. I was, you know, I, I don't know how people thought I was supposed to feel, but I'm like a person that's 96 years old. You know, that's how you're supposed to die. So, I, you know, I just moved. I just, I think I put my fist on the coffin and said bye. I kept it moving. Like, I was, I didn't want to see it. So then, but the show was not over because not only is it a way you got to walk up to the coffin in the routine. Now you got to walk. It's a way you got to fill in the pew. So he like, okay, now can y'all come to the right and can we have y'all fill? So you can't sit in the front row. You got to sit in the second row. Fill in the second row. So I'm like, okay, I'm just following directions. I'm like, everybody else seeming like they know what's up. So I'm just like, all right, let me just follow the rest. I follow the few. We sit down. We sitting there through the service. They going through the service. My grandma was A and B African African Methodist Episcopal. 
So they donate low certain. Now this church, I used to go to this church with her when my grandmother was a caterer and a cook. And so when we was little, we, she would take me to church and then we go downstairs. And I'd been at church all day, so I knew this church. But you know, they say when you grow up, things look smaller. And I swear to God, when I was little, and actually, and part of it is because they was renovating the church, so like some of the pews and stuff was gone. But I was so that section we used to sit on the side section, and that, the pews and everything was gone from there. That church looked so small to me. And when I was little, I used to think it was so big because I had these big stained glass windows, and I used to sit in church bored as fuck, staring at these windows. And so when I'm in the church, I'm staring at the windows, and I noticed that these stained glass windows got these floor de lis in them. And I'm like, I stared at those windows my whole childhood and I don't ever remember seeing that floor delete so I don't know if part of their renovation was putting them new glasses in because I remember them joints just being Jesus you know they had a little white Jesus with his hands out with the little rainbow crown it was like three of them I remember that specifically and he had the little you know the, he'd be floating like I guess I don't know trying to say they're going up to heaven y'all know what this shit be in the church them I don't remember them floor delete joints ever so go through the service this lady the, the preacher preaching and you know, I don't know if y'all know about AME, but it's very different than Baptists and other black people congregations. They don't do all that extra shit. They're very, they like Methodists and Episcopalians, which if you know, very boring. So they read her hymn, basically the preacher preached, but he was reading out a book. He was like, you know, reading this, what they call chapters, whatever, read that. And can somebody please hit me on Twitter? I do not understand the two Corinthians joke. I thought the joke was there ain't no book called 2 Corinthians, but there is because he read one of them from the 2 Corinthians. So I'm like, it is a book. I don't understand. What is the joke? Why was it funny when the, the dumbass said 2 Corinthians? Somebody, can y'all tell me on Twitter? I don't get the joke. Because one of the, the hymns or verses, whatever you call it, the chapters he wrote, he read was from 2 Corinthians. Then they got to the song. Now, my cousin's kids, he got two daughters. One is 14, one is 7 or 6 or something. The little one, ball of energy and dog I was trying so hard not to laugh in his funeral because this little girl has no filter and she was just saying out loud all the things that I was thinking and maybe other people be thinking but she was saying them so all through the service I told y'all it's a method service it's quiet the pastor he he's preaching but he's not like these big Baptist preachers but they all fire and brimstone he's just up there talking basically with the bible and reading the verses, and he got, you know, so it's quiet, little girl, like, her name's Larry, this is so sad, <laughs> dog, she, she just kept saying that, <coughs> sorry, and it was funny, because it, I mean, it was, like, if you, if you was like an outsider looking in and not like family or like was in mourning for my grandma, you would have been like, what the fuck? Because it was quiet. This dude up there basically reading. It was no pizzazz, in other words. Like it wasn't no choir. It wasn't no nothing. And she was like, this is so sad. And it was. So I'm like, oh God, please don't make me laugh. Well, that was the first thing. So then they had the um hymn. This lady gonna sing to him. So I, I see him in the program and I'm confused. I'm like, okay, it ain't no choir in here. So who is finishing this hymn, right? Um, I'm looking around. Turns out one of the bishops or I don't know, the preacher, somebody in lady in the church sings, got up and sang this hymn. Now listen, I thank her and I'm glad and she's singing for my grandmom and God bless her. But if y'all could have heard this, it sound like y'all okay, so y- y'all seen Titanic. 
Y'all remember the scene on Titanic when the white people were singing it and they went to church and they were singing, Oh, the soldiers lost their sea. That part, how white people sing in church, that's how she was singing. Dog. Dog. I was like, is this a test? The Lord is testing me on today because I was in there like, oh, God, I'm about to laugh. So I'm snickering to myself. And I don't know if everybody else knew. My, my, my uncle was upset. He was crying. Um, And I'm just sitting there like, Lord, God, please just let me keep it together. Like, please, when is this going to end? So she stopped singing. She's singing, you know, her thing. And then she stopped. Then we got to do something else oh we had to stand up and say some prayer that everybody but knew me knew i don't know whatever so i just stood up and then after that it was over well no after that then my uncle gets up and he i'm my bad i'm telling y'all all the wrong order before we did all that my uncle got up and they you know rolled it rolled the um blanket up on her and put the lace over her face and and and, and closed the co- coffin so the point was when we first went in there and the coffin was open that was the viewing i didn't know that because usually when they're to my experience and there's a viewing you have the viewing on one day and then you have the, the funeral the next day so i didn't i just thought it was an open casket funeral i've been to those before but apparently the first part was the viewing so then they called my uncle up and he pulled her um you know, they put that blanket over him. He pulled that up. He put the lace on her face. He closed the coffin. Then we started all the choreograph. Okay. So, got through that. That was the funeral. So, then we go out to the, to, so we get through. And, again, we got to go back out to put, to go bury her now. And then it was a fiasco with that because, apparently, because um, the funeral, the um, cemetery is really far. It's like a good 45 minutes outside of Philly going west, right? Way out. If y'all know Philly, almost, almost to Glen Mills. That's where the cemetery is, way out in, in, in Westchester, right? So, um, better, so, you know how, like, if you're going from, like, Westchester or Montgomery County up to King of Prussia, that, um, I forgot, the highway, that's where it was. It was way out there. It was way out. So, um, but because it was so far, people was like, yo, let's not have a, re- let's have a repass now and go out because people might not be able to make it back. Whatever. So, we didn't. We um, ended up going out to the cemetery first, which was good because that allowed us. So by the time the service was over, it was 11 o'clock. The parade was just starting. So we put on the um, live stream of the parade and we watched the joint all the way out to the cemetery. It was nice. We was riding the car. Parade was on. We saw it. It was a good little compromise. So we get out there. We bury her. Come back. And um, then we eat. And, you know, I had a good time. I met, again, I met my cousin's family. I put some of, the, some of the snaps up on Instagram. I really just put me and my cousins and his daughter. And me and my favorite aunt. And that's about it. Oh, and I put a picture of my grandma when she was young. I don't even know. I've never. It was. So they had this mural of pictures from with her. And it was two pictures on there I had never seen in my life. One when she was like a little. Look like me. She was in her 40s. But that one I put up was old and I don't know how old she was in that I don't know where that was taken my grandma and her family they from South Carolina she came up to Philly in the great migration in 40 no 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 40 uh, my dad was born in 43 he was 1950 or I don't know I know she bought her house where she lives at now in 53 so she came up sometime after that after my dad was born and so between 43 and 50 is when she came up I want to say 1950 but I'm not exactly sure um, and, and since then she'd been living in that house and the house that, you know, we got to sell now. She lived in that house from 1953 on till she left five years ago when my dad died and she, you know, couldn't be by herself. So she had to go down with my uncle. 
Um, yeah, so it was good. It was a good service. She went on. She had a good life. I just, I just wanted to, them, them got, them black funerals is a lot if you ain't, if you ain't used to it, boy. All right. Moving on to the Grammys. I don't really got a lot to say about it. Um, I'm glad. Oh, did I talk about this already? I did. We ain't got to talk about the Grammys. Oh, the Super Bowl. That's what I was trying to talk about. The, um, we ain't got to talk about that either. Moving on. Um, so I wanted to say something, and this is a little dumb, but I just wanted to say, because it just bothered me so much. Like, I, I just, it just, it, it so, came across Twitter a couple days ago that Pepsi wants to make Doritos that don't crunch. And the story was that, you know, women eat Doritos different than men, just, and, you know, women don't like to be noisy, and they like to be dainty, and, and so they don't want the Doritos to crunch. What kind of stupid shit... I, listen, I hate this up, this gender stereotype bullshit that we all trying to move. Here we are with this dumbass president, with this Me Too, and now here you come with some, oh, well, I don't like it. I don't like the message. Who the fuck? No, nobody eating Doritos. Give a fuck if they crunch. You eating Doritos, you not eating Doritos. I just don't like this. I hate this stupid gender bullshit. That sounds like a dumb bitch problem to me. If you if you a grown ass woman eating Doritos and you worried about something that's crunching and somebody gonna that sound like some stupid ass hoe was eating Doritos and some man or whatever gave her a look and now she's self conscious about eating cut that shit out, girl. Eat your Doritos. Ain't nobody worried about it crunching. I don't like that stupid stupid gender stereotype shit. Oh well women are quiet and dainty and we don't lick our fingers. Speak for yourself, hoe. Speak for yourself. Lots of us eat Doritos and we crunch them and we lick our fingers and it's not a problem. And ain't nobody worried about it. If a nigga don't like you because you crunch Doritos, then you got bigger problems than them fucking Doritos. Like, that shit is just dumb. I hate that stupid shit. I hate that there was a woman doing it. Like, I hate it. I hate the dumb shit. Oh, we got to have Doritos for women and Doritos for men. Stop that stupid gender stereotype bullshit. That is dumb. I don't like when men do it, and I especially don't like when women do it. Like, cut that shit out, sis. People on Twitter was like, what you should do is make a bag that don't crunch so, you know, parents can have a snack without their little crumb snatchers coming asking them for some. But, like, come on, man. Like, cut it out. That shit just irritated me to death. I hated that. And all the discussion around it, like, all all boys, these gender reveals, like, it is not that serious. Like, you straight people, like, Y'all really depends. I don't know if y'all know, but y'all really are. Like, y'all do some dumb shit for no reason. Like, y'all be so pressed over this stuff, and it's like, yo, nobody cares. You got fire hoses shooting pink and green and all kinds of just, is it, is it that serious? You can't just fucking have the baby and figure out what it is. And if you say, oh, well, we got to buy clothes ahead of time. Niggas had to buy clothes ahead of time for generations before they could tell you what the gender was, and they worked it out. So y'all can work it out too. Like it's so stupid. Y'all ain't want to do that. So I can put a little pink bow on a girl, a little blue on a boy. It's so stupid. Those fucking gender types, gender stereotypes that y'all love to fucking uphold are just dumb. Like let it go. No crunchy crunch. Doritos supposed to crunch. All right, moving off that. That just I just had to drop on that. So. Real quick, Queen's Court, so I never watch the show live. I always watch it later on YouTube because I just don't watch Facebook at all. But apparently, Monique then tore apart the Queen's Court. Now look, I didn't 
think that having Monique on that show was a good idea. When I saw them tweeting back and forth, because first of all, the news was late. Like, the Netflix shit was late. Nobody cared. It was over with. We had already seen the email. had gone. We had a little arguments. We had a little back and forth. She released the email. Real Packard released his response. I feel like the shit was dead. We figured out what happened. Okay, yeah, you know. It was done. Like, we didn't really need... We heard Monique's story. She done made 50 million videotapes. She done put up the YouTube. We heard her side. We heard the other side. I didn't really feel like it was no more than needed to be said. So, I was like, I didn't really want her on the show. But, whatever. I knew it was going to be funny and I was going to watch. Because I knew that shit was going to be hilarious. But, God blocked it, I feel. Because I feel like no good was going to come of it. And so, now, um, you know, I guess what happened was they had some technical difficulty and Kaya walked off. And I know a lot of people don't like Kaya. I do think Kaya behaved a little bit. And I think she's a little bit bitter. But other than that, she's entertaining to me. And even when she be hating and, and saying the things she say, I don't think she always be wrong. It might be coming from a, a bitter place. And I think we can see from Kaya's behavior and the things that she does say why she hasn't, you know, gotten as far as some of these or why she's not commercial like some of these others because, you know, it's obvious. But, you know... I do find her entertaining, and I think them two together were very entertaining because where Rukaya just runs with it, Maddie is always, like, a lot of times have our reaction, like, okay, sis, that's you, I'm going to turn my head, I'm not going to say nothing, but, you know, you say what you got to say, but I'm out of that shit, right? So it was funny. So I didn't know what happened, though. I just was like, all right, well, let's go see what happens. So in the meantime, um... So I guess she was up there live, and it just was a disaster. And I think it was for the best because I just don't think nothing good was going to come Monique being on that show. It was just going to be too much. Um, so, but I had let it go. I was like, all right, well, I'll see what happened. If they keep it going, cool. But if they don't, you know, it's no big deal. I, I only discovered the show over Christmas, and I watched, you know, Marathon watching, and I watch it because I think it's funny. But, you know... Uh, some of the things I, some of the things they were doing, I was like, all right, they're trying to do a little bit too much. So in the meantime... Um, Madison posted a, a post saying she was she was going on tour, but she was going to bring the show back in March with this a new person, Funky Deneva or Denerva. I don't know who it is. Everybody else seemed to know him. I Googled it. I saw it was a man in a wig. I'm not interested. Like the, I watched Queen's Court because, again, I like the balance between Kaya and Madison. Because even though Kaya, Kaya's from Atlanta, she ain't from the South originally, and she's from Philly, and she got that Philly girl mouth, and, you know, she says what she says. And so I think it's a nice balance, all right? So I'm not interested in it. Madison is, is a trans um, gender, and I love her, but I don't think two, two of the same type, it's not going to work. I'm not interested, so grand opening, grand closing. But yesterday, um, apparently Kaya has had uploaded her YouTube video to explain her side of it. It was an hour or something, and I ain't watched the whole hour, no way, but I did watch a little enough of it to get the gist, and I actually... I kind of agree with what Kaya was saying because she was saying th- some, some of the same things that I said. So when they started in the living room and they were sitting at the table, the, the, part of the appeal of the show to me was the, the bootleg low budgetness of it. Them sitting at the table, they hold enough stuff to the camera. That's what made it funny. It's like it, the whole thing of it to me was like if y'all was just sitting in the living room g- roasting people and people was and, and set up a camera and like this is how you and your friends be talking and like yo so it was funny to me. Everybody was like, oh they should get this and they should get better production. Y'all be doing too much. Y'all be doing too much. Everybody ain't trying to be on CNN. A lot of the, the appeal and the and I'll say quote fingers brand of these shows is they're rough. 
They're raw. That's what it is. To me, it's the content that matters. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. They got all the production and all the fancy shit. But it's boring as fuck. And I don't want to listen to it. I will listen to somebody's bootleg show. Maybe they ain't got the best sound. Maybe they don't got the best camera. But they're entertaining because that little shit, sound and all that can be fixed. Somebody will see. I, I used the Cardi B example. When I was first on Cardi and I was reposting her on the timeline, people was like, but her teeth, but her teeth. I was like, her teeth don't matter. It's her personality. She's a fucking star. And when somebody sees she's a star and writes her that check, her, can, her teeth can be fixed like that. And they was. She got a bag and fixed her teeth. That shit is not important. Those are things that can be fixed easy. But if your content is trash, it's going to be trash. So... I, yeah, I, I don't. I usually don't care about that because content is key. Content is king, and all you got to have is the right person see you, and they snatch you up, and they get you them fancy lights and all that shit or whatever. Or you get enough sponsorships, you can afford whatever. I don't worry about that shit. My shit is very low budget here. I pay for all this myself. Um, thanks y'all for y'all donations, but I'll upgrade this shit when I can, and I'm fucking busy. But I think people listen for for the content, so that's what I focus on. All this other shit can be fixed. So. Um, Kaya was saying that, you know, the whole Monique thing was a fiasco. She was like, I didn't want Monique on the show. Fuck Monique. She was like, that shit was old. Agree. Same thing. Like, it wasn't no need. She was like, yo, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They come to see me and you roasting people. That's what we do. Now you want to have, now you want to bring all these guests on. I don't want to do all these guests. He was like, then you want to do the robes in the set, which I agree. I didn't mind the robe in the set because it was still kind of like, um, you know, bootleg to me, but I thought it was doing, I liked it better when it's in the living room, I didn't think they needed the robe, I didn't think they needed the backdrop, like, you don't have to be so literal, we get us to Queen's Court, all you needed was that fucking gavel, that bang, that's case, that shit is funny, that's all you needed, so I saw what Kai was saying, she was like, Rich is doing too much, then she was saying, but I was cool with the Monique, and she was like, so we'll just do it on FaceTime, like, we had the other girl, Brooke Ross, baby mom, we did it on FaceTime, they put the FaceTime to the camera, she said her piece, it was no problem, she was like, but she went over to somebody's house, and they had this fancy setup, and, you know, she was like, oh, we could do the fancy setup here, and all this tech and shit, because she was like, first Monique was just going to call in on FaceTime, like everybody else, then it turned into this live stream, and all this tech shit, and she was like, I just didn't think it was doing too much, I didn't think it was going to work, why are you doing all that, let's just do what we're doing, and, and so that's what went wrong, that's why the tech didn't work, because she, whatever they set up, or whatever they told her they could do, they couldn't do, and it didn't work, and they were stuck looking dumb, and Kyle just like, this is the, uh, why you do all this, so, that was her side of the story, I don't think she should have left Maddie there, I think she should have stayed there, but I didn't think she was wrong with what she was saying, which is the case with Kaya a lot of times, like her delivery and her attitude might be stank, but her, what she actually saying, don't be wrong all the time, now sometimes she do, when she start talking about people having abortions and saying too much, yeah, she needs to shut the fuck up, but I didn't think she was, you know, I understood what she was saying, and I kind of agreed with it, because I, I was getting a little irritated with it, too, I'm like, come on, man, I can't, I watched this, y'all started out, y'all was super funny, y'all was reading people and doing y'all little thing, and now y'all trying to do too much with it, so, you know, rest in peace to the Queen's Court, because I'm not watching it with this new dude, and, you know, I was only watching it for y'all, too, y'all was funny, hopefully, maybe y'all could work it out, I don't know, but, like, I'm not watching this new dude, I'm not watching Madison by herself, because it has to be played them, too, that's what made the show funny, um, but, you know, I, I knew, I knew that Monique shit was not gonna work out, and it's just, I'm just, I'm just sad that, you know, Monique's the one, Monique is the one that tore them apart, I just, I'm, I'm upset about that, but, um, yeah, if you can go on YouTube, watch. you ain't got to watch the whole hour. She basically get the gist of it in like the first five, ten minutes. I got what she was getting at, and I was like, yeah, I agree. All right, so 
moving on from that, so I um, I wanted to go back. So I remember I, re- I recommended Monster to y'all the podcast. I know a lot of y'all started watching it, so I'm I'm up caught up on it. Um, my opinion hasn't changed, um, but I know a lot of people listen to this podcast. Now they, oh Wayne might be innocent. Listen, it it I, it boils down to this. You listen to that podcast. First of all, Payne is a really good podcaster, but you can. I, he's from Atlanta and, and said in the first episode that he had never heard of Atlanta Child Murder. So let me know. He don't know no black people and never knew no black people in all his life. Because I don't know how you could be from Atlanta and never heard of Atlanta Child Murder. When I was all the way up in Philadelphia and we was all over where we was at. <coughs> Sorry. And we all heard of it. So I know he don't know no black people. So he had a lot of people. So, you know, he's going basically talking to all these people in the hood. And they're doing what black people do. And he's, you know, they ain't used to niggas and don't know niggas' stories. So he's eating it up. But I'm not. Um, so basically, well, you listen to these four episodes. And you either believe that it was, you know, this homosexual. No, they kept saying known homosexual. Like it's a criminal. That tells you right there a lot. Sorry. Alright, my coffin fits is coming. I'll have to wrap this up soon. So sorry, but I feel it coming on. Okay. So either you believe either you believe it was this known homosexual child pedophile killer ring operating in the middle of black Atlanta and nobody have discovered or made note of, or you believe the other conspiracy that it was a clan also operating in the middle of black Atlanta. Like I told y'all before. I don't believe it was a white person because even if it was a white person, they got one time to be seen in the neighborhood or, or just be seen around and the kid turned up missing. One time. Number one. Number two, like I told y'all before, I was a child of that age in Philadelphia and I remember how shook we were and how aware we were. And I just don't believe that knowing all these kids are missing, that these kids are getting in cars with strangers and all you're going to hear the story. They tell these stories, this guy drove around. I don't believe it. It's very probable to me and very what I believe occurred is just what they said that Wayne Williams had that radio station and he was driving around in his neighborhood. They knew him. Hey man, come record a record with me. You want to make a record? They knew he was, he was kind of a famous guy locally. They knew him. They knew he went that radio station. They knew he worked for the news and that's a believable story. Yeah, I want to make a record. Come on. And he killed him. That's what I believe. That's what I've always believed. I don't believe it was no homosexual pet because first of all, the, the implication in is just is that homosexuality and child killers and pedophiles are the same thing. They're not, but that's a strong implication of that, and, and, and that if you believe that, then that's the underlying assumption that, yeah, these gay men, of course, they're paying and praying and killing kids. No, that's a stereotype that's homophobic, and it's rampant throughout all the people telling this story, whether they realize it or not. Anytime you say known homosexual, like, what is, it, what is a known homosexual? Like, what do that even mean? Like, like it's like it's a, a criminal or something, right? I don't believe the Klan thing. Now... Man, there have been some, uh, I mean, it's Atlanta. It ain't like it was just these child murders going on. Niggas get killed every day. So, yeah, it, it was other murders going on. And, and sure, probably in that same neighborhood, is probably similar. But the, the, the thing that is stressed and, and needs to be stressed, and not just in this podcast, like there's other shows I told you I can go watch, the pattern of killings where every couple weeks a boy was missing and a body was dropped that, that are confined to the Atlanta child killer stopped. After they arrested Wayne Williams. Now they want to, oh, well, some people said the murders didn't stop. Well, murders don't stop. So, yeah, it's always going to be other murders. There's other murders going on when they were snatching these kids. They wasn't the only murders. But the pattern of, of the Atlanta child murders stopped. So, listen to it. But Wayne is full of shit. 
there's a guy on there that tells a story about some other dude to pick him up. I think he's lying. I think he made that story up because it just it sounds like he just wanted to get on the podcast and the story is not believable to me and I think he just made that shit up. Um, but yeah, it's good. Keep listening to it. But the reason I mention that is because the guy who does Monster, his name is Payne. I forgot his last name. He does another podcast that I've been listening to that I just finished actually called Up and Vanished. And it was about a case which I usually know this type of stuff because, you know, I watch ID and shit all day. But I had never heard of this one. Apparently, it was a um, real famous disappearance, probably because I don't watch Nancy Grace and Missing White Women. I don't pay attention to. But this was like, a, 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 I guess, a Lacey Peterson type case, but I just never heard of it. The girl, a lady named Tara Grimstead was missing from a small town in Georgia called Ascilla, Georgia. And she had she went missing one night, and nobody ever knew what happened. It was a cold case for like ten years, and the podcast follows it, and it's really good. You should listen to it. I'm not going to tell you the end, but basically, it was a cold case for ten years. And while he was doing the podcast, they got an arrest, and um, you kind of sort of found out what happened to her. But the story that is told, you'll listen to it, see if you believe it, don't make sense, see what you think. I just finished it up. It's really good. Warning, there's a lot of bonus episodes, so I didn't really listen to them where, like, the detective answers questions. There's a whole lot of bonus episodes, so you got to, once, once you get, like, past episode 10, you got to start, because I think episode 10 is around where they made an arrest. And so the whole the whole podcast switched because up to that point it was like a mystery what happened to her. All these you know people speculating, people didn't really know, and then somebody gets arrested, and then the whole thing switches up. So after episode ten, there's all like these bonus episodes. So I didn't listen to them. You can skip through them, but I'm just telling you when you go through, you have to kind of scroll to get the act, the actual episodes. That'll be like episode eleven, and there'll be like ten bonus episodes before you get back to episode eleven. To, to the next one. So, I mean, you can listen to the bonuses if you want to, but I really just wanted to get through the case and see what happened. The bonuses was just, like, for people that was, like, really, really into it. I just really wanted to get the story. But it's really good. It's called Up and Vanish. So, um, and it's from the same guy that did Monster. He does it in the same thorough way. So, he actually was really thorough. And he's, um, he's from Georgia, but he's from Atlanta again. So, he, this little small town is called Osceola, Georgia, which is in down in South Georgia, I looked at it on a map and tried to see what the closest city was, and I don't even, I think the closest city to it was Macon, which was, like, far, and, and Macon ain't, you know, as small itself, so, yeah, you might want to check that out. All right, y'all, so this episode gonna be short, because I can feel I'm about to, about to start with having one of these coughing fits, and my voice gonna go out, and I ain't gonna be able to talk, so I told y'all I wasn't gonna do an episode, but I did, I came through, because, yeah, I didn't really want to go two weeks, because, you know, who knows, um, Thanks for listening. Please follow me on the Twitter at thanks underscore for asking without the G. Y'all follow me personally at KMGZ. The email is thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com. Um, like me on iTunes, please. Thank you. It helps a lot. Thank y'all for listening. Um, yeah, so sorry this episode is short, but hopefully by next week I'll have all this stuff cleared out and feel better. All right? Peace.